0: My client threatened to sue me to get his money back after a year. I hadn't heard from this guy in a year and he wanted his money back and he was a lawyer. It cost him nothing to sue me and I was gonna have to get an attorney to defend myself. What was I gonna do? Hi, my name is Dave Lorenzo. This is the Inside BS Show. And today's topic is how to deal with difficult clients. Our story starts off with me and this lawyer who was a litigator. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with the practice of law, litigators are people whose job it is to handle disputes. And basically, most of the time when there's a dispute and a litigator is involved, there's a lawsuit. And about 10% of the time, maybe a little less, those lawsuits go to court. And that is very expensive. It's very expensive for the party that's suing and it's super expensive for the party that has to defend the lawsuit. I sign up this litigator to work with me and I'm very excited because he seems really into it. He's happy and he's listening. We do our initial intake call and he's very attentive and we set out on a schedule. And I say to him right at the beginning, I say, listen, Mr. Lawyer, If anything comes up and for some reason you need to pause our work together, you know, you have a big case and you want to pause our work together, all you got to do is let me know. Just reach out to me and say, Dave, I need to pause our work for three months we can pick it up again afterward. But if I don't hear from you, then our work together is gonna last a year and at the end of the year, the time is up. You see, Mr. Litigator, I'm reserving a slot for you. I can't take on another client in that slot because I'm working with you. Everything's fine, everybody's happy. And then a year goes by and I don't hear from this person. The intake call, the very first call, the call after he had paid me a huge amount of money. After that call, I never heard from the guy again. I go about my life. 19 months pass by from that first phone call. Our year term was completely up and I've moved on. My client roster is now full. I'm busy. I'm traveling. I have a lot of speaking engagements and he calls me and he says, listen, I wasn't able to use you for the last year. I want my money back. And I say, Mr. Client, can't give you your money back. I held your spot for the entire year. There's nothing I can do. I mean, I had that time reserved for you. You chose not to call. He's like, well, you didn't reach out to me. You didn't tell me. I never knew. And I said, Mr. Client, we discussed this in the beginning. I have a signed engagement agreement. It's written, oh, you want to get into an agreement? Well, I'll tell you what, I will see you in court. And he hangs up the phone. So now here I am. I'm not a lawyer. He's a lawyer. He can sue me. He doesn't cost him anything to sue me because he can do the case himself. And I gotta get a lawyer and I'm gonna have to invest more money than he paid me to resolve this situation. I never want you to be in this situation. I did so many things wrong in that matter, in that case. I'm going to share with you the five ways that you can handle difficult customers better than I did there. And then I'm going to give you a key that is going to make everything better if you happen to make a mistake. So stay with me to the end of our show today, because I'm going to give you that. If you screw up, here's what you do. That's what I'm going to give you at the end of our time. In the meantime, let me get to the five things you should do when you're dealing with difficult clients. I learned these five things from that gentleman and from people who are also difficult that I've worked with over the years, but that's the only time anybody's ever threatened to sue me. First thing you need to do, set expectations up front. Now with this gentleman, with this particular lawyer, with this litigator, I did set some expectations, but I wasn't clear enough. I should have said to him, Mr. Lawyer, here's how this works. You have unlimited access to me, but you gotta schedule your calls. So if you wanna speak once a week, I need you to go to my calendar. Here's a link. Schedule those calls with me each week. It's up to you to schedule the calls. I should have said that. And then I should have said, Mr. Lawyer, I do not tolerate passive aggressive behavior. If you don't call, it's on you. I can't reach out to you. I don't know what you're doing, I don't know what's going on in your practice. I'm here for you, Mr. Lawyer. I'm just like the personal trainer in the gym. I'm here, I'm ready, I'm waiting, but I can't bring the gym to your home to work with you. You have to come to the gym. That's what I should have said. I should have set clear expectations like that up front. You can do that with your clients. Make a list of all the things you want them to know and tell them right up front. I tell my clients right up front, they have to call me, they have to schedule time on my calendar, they have access to a link where they can schedule it, they have to take the initiative. I can't go to them. And then I tell them, I don't tolerate passive aggressive behavior. If they don't do their homework, and then they complain that they're not getting results, it's on them, don't project it on me. I'm very, very clear about that. Now, sometimes when I share this, like I'm sharing it with you, People look at me and they go, Dave, that's really harsh. This is a client. The client's always right. No, that's not true. The client is not always right. In fact, when it comes to my business, I'm always right. I've worked with over 700 individual clients. I've worked with dozens and dozens and dozens of large companies. I've worked with 65 of the Fortune 500. I know my business Let me share with you how you can get results in working with me. I set the expectations. You have to do the same thing with your clients. The second thing you should do is always focus on outcomes. People are much more willing to listen to you. They're much more willing to be compliant. When you keep them focused on outcomes, again, think about the personal trainer in the gym. Think about weight loss. Mr. Client, you want to lose 20 pounds, right? I know you hate doing push-ups, but if you do just five push-ups today and then six tomorrow and seven the next day, you'll be on your way to losing 20 pounds. You can give me five push-ups, can't you? Sure, I can give you five push-ups. In my business, Mr. Client, here's what I'd like you to do. Make a list of 50 people who were either clients or referral sources who you've talked to in the last 10 years, but you haven't talked to in the last year. Make a list of 50 people who you need to get back in touch with. If you do that, we're gonna show you a way that you can use that list to increase your revenue. Make that list right now. They'll take 15 minutes and make the list. Then, Mr. Client, here's what I want you to do. Call just three people every day on that list. Call them, leave them a voicemail, get in touch with them, have a conversation with them. And the reason I want you to do that is I want you to rekindle the relationship before we ask them for anything. I want you to ask how they're doing. I want you to connect with them. I want you to do those things before we reach out and ask them for anything. You want to grow your business, right? If you want to grow your business, this is the next step in doing that. Again, Bring them back to the outcome. Growing the business is the outcome. The more you focus on the outcome, the less difficult the client will be. Dave, I'm having a hard time getting in touch with you. All you have to do, Mr. Client, go to my calendar, schedule a meeting. Once you're on the calendar, I'll take the meeting with you. And when we have the meeting, I can give you some things to do and you can do them and you'll get the additional revenue you're looking for. Focus on the outcomes. Always end the conversation, focus on the outcomes. The third thing, listen to the difficult client and reflect back what they're saying. Listen to them and reflect back what they're saying. So Dave, you know, I'm really frustrated because I wanted to talk to you for a month, but... You haven't called me, and I keep forgetting to call you. Okay, Mr. Client, so you're saying that you're really excited about our work. You want to call me, but you just keep forgetting. I'm not reaching out to you, and that frustrates you. That's what you're saying. Yes, Dave, exactly. You understand what I'm saying. Okay, Mr. Client, here's how we're going to handle that. Listening to the client and reflecting back what they're saying immediately diffuses the anger because they feel like they've been heard. Whenever the client wants to vent... Let them vent and then say back to them whatever they just said. If it's something very long, just repeat the last sentence or two. I understand, Mr. Client. You're frustrated because you haven't gotten in touch with me. You want to get in touch with me because you want to grow your revenue. Again, reflecting back and focusing on the outcome. Don't be defensive. Don't say to them, well, it was your fault. You should have called. There's a time for that, and you're going to say it gently, but reflect back, let them see that you understood what they said, it'll diffuse the anger. The fourth thing you should do in dealing with a difficult client, especially if you know upfront the client's gonna be tough, the client's gonna give you a hard time, communicate frequently. I told you in my business, It's on the client to call me, but what I try to do when I have a client who's difficult, and I I can sense it up front now. I've been doing this a long time, and I can sense it up front. What I do now, in the first week in our intake call, I tell them the expectations, we focus on the outcome, they have to call me. Then I send them a follow-up email. And then seven days later, I send them another email. Hey, make sure you get on the calendar, make sure you schedule it. And then seven days after that, I send them a third email. And then seven days after that, a fourth, if I haven't heard from them. Why do I send them three emails after having an intake session where I share with them what the expectations are? I want to communicate the expectations frequently so that there can be no misunderstanding. If the client calls six months into it and they haven't done anything, they say, Dave, listen, I've been really busy, I got your emails, I heard what you said, I know I was supposed to call you, I didn't, I'm here now, let's do what we can in the next six months. The communication and the frequency of the communication Really help the client understand that you're there, you're willing to do what you said you were gonna do, you're clarifying everything with them. The fifth thing that I want you to focus on when dealing with difficult clients is always lead with empathy. If your client is difficult, the best thing you can do is tell them that you understand them and then demonstrate that you understand them. I told you about listening and reflecting back what they were saying. I really told you to communicate with frequency. I really stressed that frequency of communication was important. It's important because it demonstrates that you care and it continues to build the trust. And that empathy means everything to someone. I want you to step back for a moment. I'm gonna share with you the key to success when you've screwed up. I'll share that with you in one moment, but I want you to step back for a moment and think about why the client is being difficult. If it's your fault, I'll tell you what to do. If it's not your fault and you have no idea where this is coming from, realize there may be something going on in that person's life that's causing them to be difficult. It may be a death in the family, it may be an illness, it may be bad financial situation, it may be his boss is breathing down his neck, it may be the client's husband is giving her a hard time. There's all kinds of stuff it could be. You showing empathy helps them realize that you're not the problem, you're actually someone who cares, and you could be part of the solution. All right, so what do you do when you screw up? This is a whole separate video and I'll make a video on that for you, but the key is first apologize and don't be weaselly. Don't say, if you were offended, I'm sorry. No, say, I'm sorry this happened and I'm sorry that I was responsible. Apologize, take responsibility, offer to make it right. There's a whole bunch of issues with legal liability and that sort of thing. If you're in a business where your legal liability is very low, like in my case, my liability is very low. In any event, it's limited to what the client would have paid me, if that even. So I'm gonna admit when I'm wrong, I'm gonna apologize, and I'm gonna do everything I can to make it right, whether that means providing additional service, extending the time that we're gonna work together, whatever I have to do to make the client happy. That's the key. Now, if you don't have money and the clients paid you money, you can give them satisfaction in other ways. Like I said, I extend the time if I have to, if the person disappeared. I don't do it for everybody, but if somebody had a death in the family and they were gone for six months and they call me and they say, Dave, I didn't call you in advance because I didn't know so-and-so was going to pass away, but they passed away and I've been out of it for six months. No problem. We'll extend our time for six months. However you can make it right, apologize, and do whatever you can to let the person know that you value them and you wanna continue to work with them. This has been How to Deal with Difficult Clients. If you want another great video, it's filling in right below me right now. My suggestion is how to develop a 360-degree marketing plan. That is a great video for you to watch right now. In fact, I'm filling it in right below me right now. Join me in that video, and I'll see you there.